Welcome to Meaningful Meditation for Life, hosted by Dr. Erhard Vogel, who has taught among the Himalayan sages for the past 50 years and is recognized around the world as a master teacher of self-realization. On this podcast, we invite you to discover his teachings, guided meditations, and classes. You'll return over and over to your favorite episodes in the archive and continue to grow with each new episode. This is the Fundamental Meditation Series. You'll learn meditation and self-realization from a master teacher. You'll learn the importance of knowing who you really are and experiencing a life true to yourself. This podcast series reflects just a portion of the eight-week program with Dr. Vogel. For the optimal experience, please start with week one and follow along for all eight weeks. Each week will begin with a class and be followed by a meditation. Let us experience ourselves gathered in interconnectedness within ourselves and amongst ourselves. We connect with all the facets of ourselves. and regard ourselves as one limitless, eternal power of being. This is the fact of us. And by now, by now we can have true knowledge of that. This is the most fundamental and most wonderful, precious fact about us. Thus, we deserve to live it every moment with a quiet balance and inner joy and confidence and self-respect and love that are all part of that experience. So let us truly determine right now to give ourselves this, this way of being. And focus our forces into that experience. And no longer dissipate our energies. in the connections with factors that are untrue, false, illusion. And through that, that commitment of loyalty to ourselves, we gain a great sense of of peace. And freedom from uncertainty. So be it. Arion Tatsat. All right. So, I was thinking, uh, 
This is the fundamental meditation series, and I know um, the fundamentals you guys know, right? I mean, first thing, relaxation, you know all about that. <laughs> Today it's the breath, you know about that. But the thing is, don't say that. <laughs> you know all about that. You don't. I don't. I, I will say something today that I've never thought of before. You realize that? <laughs> right? I don't know what it's going to be and when it's going to happen, but it will probably happen. So because there's always something more, there's infinity even about the breath. Okay? To me, the, the breath is just a, a wonderful... Recently, I said to somebody in an individual uh, spiritual guidance session, we were talking about the person's health, and I said, focus on your health not just in terms of, I'm paraphrasing this now, I'm adding some things to, to give it context for you, uh, not just in terms of you know, getting enough nutrition, getting good nutrition, getting enough sleep, enough rest, and... and uh, all of those kind of things, but focus on your health in terms of radiating the, the reality of being even throughout your cells. Wow. Do you understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying with that? The, the, uh, the, the understanding, the experience of the reality of being, that is something that is, it's not something that has a, a physical thing to it. It is something, it's a, very sh it's a sheer energy, the experience of the being that you are, sheer energy, right? Mm -hmm. And that is, that experience you can radiate, because that is the experience of, of congruency with yourself, harmony with yourself, Ener pure energy being pure energy being pure consciousness radiate that throughout your cells and through that through your organs and through your parts and through your body and so on can, can you feel what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm -hmm. you see? and so it is with the breath too the breath is really the movement, like the, the waves of the infinite ocean that, that stirs up and oxygen and so on. I have this, uh, at the ashram I have this uh, uh, reef, reef tank, right? And we have, when we have the power failure, mm -hmm. well, every, you know, every half hour or so, I <laughs> go there and stir up the waters I put a put jug, big jug in, then I pour the waters in order to oxygenate 200 gallons of water to keep everything alive. So the breath is, is, are those waves that stir up the ocean of being to keep everything oxygenated. But you know, I'm just telling pictures now. Oxygenated means having the vital energy that keeps every cell alive, that keeps every molecule moving, mm -hmm. uh, keep that vital force uh, vitalized. Mm -hmm. that, is the, that is the force. Force is vitalized by force. It's moved by force. 
movement takes place in waves, right? And so there's the the wave of the the the, the whole cosmos in its motion, in its movement, to distribute the energy through itself. The breath is that, is part of that. The breath is a carrier of that vital force. See now, there is, there is power of being also that has nothing to do with vitality that doesn't have anything to do with creation, doesn't have anything to do with movement. It just has to do with being. It just is. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. This is something that's kind of hard to get to, and but I think you need to get somewhat childish, because I realized this when I was a child, that in order for there to be movement, there also has to be non-movement. There has to non-movement is the background to movement. Okay? Uh, the the state of just ising or just being <laughs> is you know in the completely unmoving state like Shiva in the meditation is that's Shiva is the symbol of that unmoving state. And then Sarasvati, remember from the, from the uh, mantra meditation series? Mm -hmm. the, the mother of creation, movement, music, mm -hmm. sound, voice, uh, words, knowledge, teachings. Creation, right? That's all together. It's all, they're not two sides of one coin, they're just, they're all together, they're the same thing. you who want to categorize things has some difficulty with that because that's linear thinking, putting things into little boxes and so on. And the way I talk is way beyond that, right? That's why sometimes it's hard to understand me in the beginning, right? Remember when, when you came for the first few classes you came to, what the heck is this guy talking about? You know? But Everything I say makes sense. And you can say, I know that to be true. Right here and now, you can say, I know this to be true. Now, you know, somebody just gave me a, a book the other day that's always this great spiritual book I should read. I couldn't get past two paragraphs because it was all just kind of sweet and hokey-pokey and wonderful, mysterious and... But there was no, there was no, how is this so? You can just say those, you can't just say those things without it having some, some foundation behind it. I think w with our workings here, we always have a foundation, always a relationship to something. It's not just sweet little ideas or thoughts or uh, fantasies, you see? And, and I think you should commend yourself for the f fact that every time we're together here, you are present, you are focused. Right now, we are together. And that's not normal in our society. You have by far transcended what is normal in our society. And in the beginning, that was difficult for you. 
but now I can, I can see you, I can feel you, you're, you're here. So back to the breath. To me, one of the interesting things about the breath is that we can have control of our, we can lead our breath. We can control our breath because in the uncontrolled state is often very jagged and staccato and so on, right? And then that affects the mind and makes it discombobulated and disharmonious and so on. And you know that the moment you decide to regulate the flow of your breath, that's why we teach you the diaphragmatic breathing So in the, in the yoga classes, the moment you do that, you affect your neurological state, right? And that, that's a direct neurological equation, which then affects your way of thinking, your way of feeling, your way of being, right? And so... But the breath is part of this universal wave of power that gives life to everything that is. And here you have an, well, you're not going to affect, you're not going to control the universal force, but you can control this little wavelet or this little facet of it that come, that is available to this body-mind construct that, you know, you're related to, uh, by placing yourself into harmonious relationship with this breath, through your breath, with the larger wave. Do you understand? Yeah? That's a nice connection, isn't it? Yeah? And when you do that, you can let go of the small wave and just flow at with the limitless wave, and then eventually as the limitless wave. And then eventually just as the limitless, who doesn't have to wave. <laughs> right? What do you think? He's he's still doing it. <laughs> he's still talking like that. It's always a good idea to breathe. Yeah, well, it's to breathe harmoniously, right? Fluidly. Because now when you're meditating, you're breathing not very deeply at all. The breath becomes very, very shallow, you know, and almost unnoticeable. And you don't want to focus on the breath then, because then you get distracted from something much greater. But you know what occurs to me to what you're saying is, there is an interesting balance that you have to find in our workings here, which is to be fully focused and attentive, but without trying to too hard to categorize everything and to like, like put it into those boxes, into the boxes of 
this way I file it and this is why I file it. You get so distracted with that that you don't get into the experience of it. So to that degree, you have to let go of that and trust that it will still be available to you when you don't put it into the boxes. In fact, it'll be even more available to you when you have experienced it. So just cut loose. And, and I know you're not, not used to that in our society, but it happens, it works. How many of you can attest to that from your own experience? Look around you, you see? And, and I think it, that also develops a certain amount of self-trust. Not everything can you understand immediately, but that's fine. You couldn't do the headstand the first time, most of you, when the first time you tried it either, right? Huh? No. You still can? I still haven't. That's because I haven't taught you class. I used to have classes of like 150 people and I put everybody in the headstand. Wow. Well, you need to hold the class for us there. Yeah, I will. Yes. Ah has a comment. Yes, huh? Um, I think that you may have just answered it, but um, I guess what I was, I, what I have a problem with when I'm meditating or my issue is oftentimes I'm so focused on trying to relax or focusing my breath that in that way it almost isolates me from being a part of the ocean. I'm so into being away that all of a sudden I'm not even part of the ocean anymore. And I guess what you said about balance is what I need to work on, but how do I, what can you say to help me make that sort of leap to, to, to sort of become the ocean rather than isolating right. myself as... That's a very good, very, very good perception on your part, heart, that you, that you recognize this. And it's an important question. The, the relaxation and then the focusing and the breathing and so on, they are means to the state in which we let go of all of that and are just in a limitless experience of being. It's like a, a great concert pianist who spends a lot of time learning scales and techniques and flexibility of fingers and arms and positions and notes and all of this. And when it comes to the giving the concert, she or he has to just let go all of that and let it rip, right? And just be the music. Because when you see a, a concert like that, you, you can see, well, if it's a great musician, you can see that this person is not thinking of notes or techniques anymore. Right. You know? When you're meditating, you're no longer concerned about relaxation or breathing or even focusing. You just, all of that you have established in the way that it continues on its own. Does that make sense to you, Han? It does. It, it does. And then, what if, is it a good or bad thing if you get to the point where you kind of zone your voice out while I'm doing meditation? Mm -hmm. Is that a good or bad thing? Because you're guiding me, but at the same time, am I, am I supposed to not be focused on your voice? 
while every once in a while I say to you as to the 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 fragmentation that can be possible by distractions and so on don't consider anything a dis distraction and the way the way you do that is by integrating it everything integrating everything with the experience of being have it even be a stimulus to your experience of being do you understand so let's say you're 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 in meditation and you hear this noise outside well this noise is still reminding you that you're being unless you have the attitude this is a distraction do you see the voice on the instructions or the suggestions of the teacher, they can be a particularization that distracts you, or they can be part of the harmonious experience of being. This is integral to that as well. Do you get that? So, um, they're shaking their head yes here, which you can't see. You understand? Okay, yes. Um, this is Jamie. I, you know, that was really helpful what you guys just talked about because I caught myself doing it in yoga where I was so focused on taking such a deep breath. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because um, I've studied voice and I've studied theater, you know, and, and you see that it takes it takes years and hours in practice. You know, the pra it's the practice that we have to put into it until you can get to a point where you can let go. And so maybe you have baby steps or you have these little self-realizations of where you're, where you're focusing too much on the technique and then you get it down and you let it go. But, it, you know, and in that sense, I think a lot of people in the class say to me, you're, it's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper and it's just going to continue. Yeah. One, one um, differentiation I would make is like, to learn uh, as a musician or so it can take a lot of practice because you're doing something that is very unlike your, you. Yeah. you. Yeah. Whereas what we're doing here is just to be in the experience of you uh, and free from the experiences that were non-you before that we, you were so living in. You see? So in yeah. other words, it doesn't have to take years and years and years of practice to get okay. to the point of, of even of meditating or of being with yourself and so on. I think it takes, uh, it takes getting past some mental perceptions that we have of, of the state of meditation as being something so uh, arcane or something so difficult and so this and that. Uh, and that's when I sometimes, when people complain, well, I just couldn't meditate. And I say, well, then don't meditate. Just sit there and be with yourself for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> don't meditate. <laughs> yes. Um, <coughs> I'd say distractions. I can see how you can have that as, as, as a reminder. Of, but I tend to have my mind wander off and yeah. focusing back on my breath and everything is just the only way I can bring myself back. It, it seems like I get uh, into the meditation and then the next thing I know I'm like, oh my gosh, why have I been thinking about this for the last three minutes? And mm -hmm. I'm pulling myself back. 
So you, you, you notice this is characteristic of a normal person's mind, which is an undisciplined mind. It has not been, you have not put it into service for you for most of your life, which, in which you are normal, you know. And now what you're trying to do is to get your mind to be in a very special state where it's completely present to you without going through its distractive gymnastics that it usually does. There's meaningless chattering and involving himself with objects that you don't even have anything to do with, right? And then from, it goes from object to object to object. And so that's what keeps you unaware of yourself because you become distracted with all of that chatter that it does. You know? And, but now, as if you sincerely endeavor to get your mind to participate in this process and get your mind to feel at home, that's why I give you hints like have it feel at home and in comfort in your center. Your mind will eventually have a, it'll love it. It'll love that experience. And people always report to me that they, when they don't meditate, they feel there's something missing and their mind complains because you're not giving them this beautiful, <laughs> wonderful, nurturing time. Mm -hmm. You see? So then you get mind's cooperation. Initially, you're going to have to let mind know that you're sincere about this. Yes? I was going to say to Ha, hey Ha, you were automatically doing it, but just to be aware of the fact that yourself was watching and remember how we learned the technique of, of the watcher. You were automatically doing that and watching yourself, watching your mind go off in different directions or watching your mind distract as you were trying to meditate. And just in the process of watching your mind go into the distraction, it calms and turns towards the self and you flow into the meditation. You there, huh? Yes, yes. I, I think, uh, John, you're talking about uh, the silent observer. Uh -huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is Richard here tonight? Yes. Richard? Muted. Sorry, I was on mute. I was muted. Can you hear me now? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Richard, the reason I'm calling on you is because you've had a lot of experience uh, starting out similar to John, where you had to kind of file everything away in little boxes of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> where are you with that now? Yes. You know, I'm better. I'm a lot better than I used to be. It didn't seem like... Uh, I, I think that's a way, once you kind of get past the uh, trying to organize everything, then it becomes more and more about experience. And the more that you can build the uh, experience of the teachings, the more, the, the less you feel to really 
you know, organize it because you've already had all that stuff, all those other things established. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that was an interesting uh, no. discussion. Discussion we had this evening. <laughs> yes. Can I just ask a question? I um, I've been thinking about this for weeks, but sometimes when I meditate, I get the same sensation that I experienced a long time ago when my third daughter was born and she went into distress and uh, they into were, what? It, the, she, her fetal heartbeat went down to almost nothing uh -huh, uh -huh. so they were all heck broke loose they were pre prepping me for an emergency c-section and I felt myself go completely calm just mm -hmm. and 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 just the feeling that I had at that point, I'm starting to remember now when I meditate. So I just I just wanted to ask you, you know, yes, is the there answer, a similarity? The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, here's why. Um, there, there is a certain purity that you were in, in that experience. Yeah. A purity of, that is away from the needless, useless, chatter thoughts that are nothing but distraction. Yeah. The crisis got you to put yourself all together and be in absolute focus. And there's something very wonderful, beautiful in that experience. right? Uh -huh. So now, remember in, in one of our series we also have memory cultivation. Uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So you have that, that is a very strong, positive reference point in your memory okay. and you with with your meditation you can relate to that that because there was a purity in that state a, a focus in that state you know uh, so okay. you are capable of that <coughs> experience of that You know, I sometimes talk to you about consciousness, saying that consciousness is continuous and that you are consciousness. That's why when you go to sleep at night uh, and your mind goes into a completely dormant state, but you wake up in the morning and you don't start out anew as a new and a different person because continuous during the night was consciousness and you, you, you are still conscious of yourself as the person who went to sleep the night before, right? So in other words, during the night, there is consciousness. And what you want to cultivate is the relationship of your mind, feelings, and emotions to that continuous consciousness. Do you understand? So, like if you... Sometimes in the middle of the night, uh, recently I had, I woke, and this happens every once in a while, I woke up in the middle of the night and it just, I woke up because I was so aware of this utterly brilliant, pure, conscious, blissful state. It was so strong, it wanted me to experience it in a fully waking state. Do you understand? And 
very many different degrees and variations of that are possible for you during the night. So even if, you know, I've recommended to you, for example, the, the idea of in the morning when you wake up, the first thing to do is to, is to acknowledge to yourself who you are and express your, your agreement with the being that you are and your appreciation of that, your love of that, your unity with that, your harmony with that, and so on. Well, if that's the first thing that you do in the morning, it'll actually affect, actually affect the way you go to sleep the next night. You understand? And that state will be your faculties will be in that state during the night. See, then meditation doesn't become something that you have to work at anymore. It's your, eventually your, your meditation will be your natural state of being. And natural in quotes here because it has nothing to do with other than using the word nature in a different way. Do you understand? Can you feel what I'm talking about? Even if you're not, or, you know, feel is also a vague word, experience what I'm talking about, you know? Even if you're not, not having those experiences at night, but it's, you can experience what I'm talking about, you see? And that ability for you to experience also opens up your ability to have those experiences at night. But you don't want to fantasize them, and you, it's not something you can manufacture, because if you manufacture it, then you distract yourself from the real stuff. Yeah. I've asked you this before. Uh, what place do dreams have in terms of getting in touch with your inner consciousness? Oh. <laughs> I'm very curious about Now I'm going to have to say a lot of things that I didn't think of before. Okay, wait a minute, just hold it. Dreams, and say the question again, What exactly the way you said it. Okay. I think this is what I said. What place do dreams have in terms of getting us in touch with our inner consciousness? Right, okay. Okay, okay the waking mind, the, the mind is in a waking state and a sleeping state and a dream state, right? Right. Mm -hmm. What relationship does the waking mind have with your consciousness? Often one of complete distraction from, right? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But we are training our mind to become into the experience of consciousness and eventually become consciousness. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Mind becomes consciousness. They are of the same medium. Mm -hmm. They are a wave energy in motion in waves. The subtlest wave energy is consciousness. Therefore, it's all pervasive, it can penetrate through everything. Mm -hmm. the, the grosser wave uh, energies cannot uh, per permeate the subtlest ones. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's a principle, so uh, get that. Mm -hmm. So, the, the okay, let's say the, 
the uh, a grosser wave energy is like an object is a grosser wave energy than emotions are a subtler wave energy. Consciousness is the subtlest wave energy. Okay. So now the mind usually is involved with the material realm. Thus, you remember how the mind takes on. You asked for the, qu the question, so remember how the mind takes on the shape of whatever it is involved with. So, since it is mostly involved with the physical realm, the material realm, it mostly has the grosser shape, right. the mind. Mm -hmm. that, that's why in meditation we stop that involvement, so that it can be just completely free in its stillness to take on the shape of consciousness, mm -hmm. where mind is the only involvement it has is with the awareness of being. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. Not explanations thereof, postulations of <coughs> facts and figures in, in boxes and so on. None of that. Just the experience of consciousness, the awareness of being. So mind takes on that vibratory shape. It merges with consciousness. Remember I've talked to you about that before, right? I brought up the ancient image of it's, it's like a man of salt walking into the ocean, right? He, he dissolves into the ocean, right? So mind becomes consciousness. It becomes true to its inherent nature, you see? So that's in the waking state in meditation, right? Am I going to fast? No, 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 no. Okay. Now in the sleeping state, the mental activity is suppressed to a certain degree, but it's only a certain degree because there's, there's REM sleep and there are stages of sleep with activities that we don't call dreams, but they're, they're like... Uh, uh, discomfort sometimes or just meaningless activity because it's used to fidgeting around so it keeps on fidgeting around. <laughs> then it goes into dream state where the, it's more organized into experiences that are from the, the subconscious level where the, which I consider sort of like that, that's where Ener experiential energies are deposited, uh -huh. right? I'm just making this up, but I think it makes sense. Right? Sounds good. Experiential <laughs> energies are deposited, and they may be from way, way back in your life, and you, the conscious, the the waking mind has no understanding or perception or memory of it. And I think it may even be from before this life. You know, but I don't get into that much because that goes into a lot of people's hocus pocus stuff, which I'm not interested in. Uh, so now, in the dream state, though, and I work with dreams in in individual sessions with people very much because what I I ask people is to write down their dreams. The moment they are aware that they had a dream to just discipline themselves to write it down. And they bring it to me, and they have a copy of it so that I have it in front of me, and then I ask them to tell me the dream. And f for some reason, I can tell exactly what that dream is saying, which the person usually can't. So the subconscious will say to you things that 
the the waking mind is has not perceived yet has not been ready for yet but the subconscious mind is saying you're ready for this now so get this now you and the messages are often very powerful and very succinct who's had experience of that with me yeah yeah so tell me something about that with what you i mean about that well, i mean i have just um I've had dreams when I had absolutely no idea what it was about, and I'll tell it to you, and as you tell me what it means, I know absolutely that that's it. And yeah, that's, uh, the thing is, like in the beginning, it, it might some. this is not what the, it's not in the dream here, you're just <laughs> making this up, but no, you know absolutely, once I say it, you absolutely know that's it. That's how clear the subconscious can be in yeah. its message. And it's often like maybe we'll maybe there'll be a theme, something that we're we're dealing with in my spiritual guidance session, and that dream that I had that I wrote down absolutely pertained to what we were talking about. So it's like I'm working on it in my sleep, you know, what's important for me in my growth. And so that adds a big important dimension to to becoming conscious. See that's another thing about learning to trust yourself. Um this process that we're doing, if you're doing this sincerely, you are progressing. And you are working on it day and night. And that's why I give you so many things to do during the day to stimulate this, this, this growth process inside of you. You know, that feeds you and nurtures you and helps you evolve. So now, okay, so what is the relationship of the subconscious now to, well, the subconscious knows a lot of stuff that's inherent to us. The subconscious is sometimes more open to the perception of us as limitless consciousness than the mind that was, was filled up with all that bric-a-brac before. And, mathematical formulae and so on that wasn't applying <laughs> to anything meaningful. Do you see what I mean? So the subconscious can be a powerful um, stimulator of, of getting to the state that frees your mind from the slavery to the ego to the false perceptions of yourself that you all have grown up with. Is that, how do you like that as an answer? <laughs> well, I just made it up, so you have to decide for yourself whether any of this is true or not. Yes? Uh, this is Pam, and I would just add uh, one of my most profound experiences on a dream with Earhart was something I thought was nothing. I mean, don't even look at this one, let's look at this one. Because it was kind of short, a couple of little things in it, and oh my God, it was big. <laughs> so Sometimes the, the stuff that you want to throw out, well, that's meaningless, it just... It's just a paragraph here, and it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It can be a very straightforward, succinct message if you know how to interpret it. Mm -hmm. 
But what, what's the good thing, though? It's not just, oh, that's his interpretation. Right? <laughs> right. No. When, when I get through with it, you know that that's the only thing that it means. That's, and I'm not saying this for egotistical credit to me. It's more for how succinct and sharp and clear and deeply meaningful your subconscious can be. Yeah. It's not murky at all. Okay, do you think we should get to our meditation? <laughs> there are many people who sit for meditation, but have their mind doing it, explaining meditation, talking about it. That means a mental process is going on, which is not meditation. Meditation is not a mental doing, but an all-inclusive experience of the real being you are. When you meditate, every part of you, mind, feelings, emotions, intellect, and intuition, even your body, has its energy focused in your center and harmony. Your faculties are in balance within themselves and with each other, and in that union they participate in the experience of the being you are. Be fully focused to have a deep and meaningful experience of yourself. For your greatest benefit, please be in a quiet space, sit up straight with your feet flat on the floor, your spine comfortably aligned and erect, and simply follow Dr. Vogel's guidance. Please inhale deeply and exhale. Tell your body that you really wanted to go into the complete state of deep relaxation now. And you have experienced your ability to cause this deep relaxation at will. So right now tell your head to relax and observe the relaxation flowing through your head, from the top of your head, through the scalp, through the forehead and temples and brow. Relax now. Relax your eyes deep within their sockets and all of your facial muscles relax. Just let go now. Mouth and tongue and jaw. Relax now. Really relax. Let go. Feel your whole head entirely released from tension and pressures. Relax. Relax. Relax your neck now. And shoulders. Relax. And send the relaxation flowing down through your entire back. From the shoulder blades, through your rib cage, into the lumbar area, into your hips, into your seat, the entire back. Feel uplifted with relaxation. Savor this experience of deep relaxation flowing through your back. And have your chest relax as well. Feel it open, expansive. 
Send relaxation flowing down through your abdomen. There's often tension collected there. And into your loins, relax now. Tell your arms to relax. Feel the relaxation flow from your shoulders down through your upper arms, through your elbows, into the forearms, your wrists, your hands, flowing through your palms, through the tips of your fingers. Let your hands and arms be deeply relaxed now. And relax your legs from your seat on down through your thighs. Relax. Your knees relax. Calves, ankles, feet, through the tips of your toes. Relax. Send this healing energy throughout your body. Your whole body be entirely relaxed now, inside and out. Have every part of your body, every system, every organ, every cell completely relaxed and vibrantly alive now. Remain relaxed and let this impetus sink deeper and deeper and deeper into yourselves. So you relax. You cause your breath to flow evenly and easily, but it already has started to anyway. Let it flow on its own in harmony with relaxation. You notice that your breath becomes more subtle. And without becoming too particular about this, but you can feel with every inhalation a sense of an infusion of energy that expands throughout your body, brings deep-reaching vitality. You can experience that in the inhalation without getting stuck on that. Fresh energy expanding throughout your body. But that also means right away your mind and feelings and emotions and so on. Radiant, joyous, deep-reaching vitality. And with every exhalation, there is a sense of being deeply in touch with yourself in your center. And at the same time, you feel a sense of letting go with the exhalation. You're relaxed and utterly balanced. It happens quite naturally. With every exhalation, you can experience that. That letting go 
being free in balance. And as you know, at the conclusion of the exhalation, there's just this tiny little pause, a beautiful moment of stillness. And then you let that yield naturally to the next inhalation. Now again, these are just thoughts, ideas that you don't get stuck on. You just let that be part of your experience. Just like this voice and these suggestions are part of the experience of being right now. The experience of being is it. From moment to moment, breath to breath, flow in effortless rhythm. Initially, your mind is absorbed in observing the flow of the breath, but eventually and soon you let go of that just to be in the simple, unadorned experience of being. With every inhalation, you are participating in that universal field of energy. That's just a background of knowledge. Your mind doesn't have to explain that. Feel your body open to the universal stream of energy, constantly replenished through your breath. All the wavelets of energy in your body replenished by this universal force in which your body is like a wave. So you bring that all in through the inhalation. This pure universal vitality. Inhale and expand with positivity. So you experience that feeling of expansiveness to it, limitlessness. As you exhale, you let go of all attachment, of all particulars, of all particles, of all negativity. Just let go. And savor that moment of utter tranquility again. You let go. Let go of holding on to the ego structures. Let go of tension and distraction and negativity. Let go of limitation. Savor the moment of utter tranquility. 
which grows. It grows with the inhalation and with the exhalation. And soon you don't at all regard in an ex inhalation and exhalation anymore. They are just momentary means to open yourself to limitless experience. In your daily life, if you notice pockets of tension anywhere, simply send your breath to that area to expand through it and let go. And you feel right there the tension evaporating. You allow the relaxation to penetrate to deeper and deeper levels within you. Your very core you experience as expansive. Inhalations are a reminder of that. And as you exhale, just feel relaxation radiating throughout every part of you, aligning all your parts. As you persistently focus, you delve into deeper and deeper, deeper experience of consciousness. So as you inhale, feel that expansiveness relaxation and vitality. Exhale and experience the state of unencumbered wholeness. The energy gathered there in your core and at the same time pouring forth throughout you healing, nurturing, releasing. With every breath, Simply savor the state of being deeply relaxed. Be fully present to yourself. Nurture this relaxed state as your breath flows now in effortless rhythm.
be attuned to the continuity of your breath. The continuous cyclical nature of your breath. It's not inhalation and exhalation and small pause in between. It's a, it's a circular flow. The expansiveness that you experience through the inhalation carries through the exhalation as well. That infinite letting go beyond all barriers. Feel that wonderful freedom and savor all of that in abiding peace, lasting peace. Your breath is now one continuous flow. Know that the pulse of your body, made by your inhalations and exhalations, as well as your heartbeat, is the same pulse that is expressed th throughout the entire cosmos, from the movements of the planets to the ebbs and tides of the oceans, even to the atom's subtlest vibrations. So your breath is the channel by which you can consciously unite your pulse with the pulse of the cosmos. Experience that unity by consciously relating to them as one.
You can experience your body as an energy field. Experience your senses as yet another way of that energy expressing itself. And the same for your feelings and emotions, for everything about you. Forms of energy expressing self. Inhalation, expand, exhalation, release. This is the pulse throughout nature, throughout all creation. And that includes a subtle underlying ease and harmony purity, rest, Let everything about you be content to be in this experience now. Simply savor being. <laughs> 